And hello, hello. I'm Len Tillum. I'm a lawyer, and you're listening to me. Congratulations. You've figured it out on a podcast. You got that? I mean, really? This is talk radio, some talk. I'm playing old calls for a while till we get the phone lines in. I'm working on that. Remember, this just started a few days ago. Today's what? Fourth, fourth show. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday of the fourth show. We're doing this way since I got fired from the radio. But um, so it goes. We're podcasting them, and um, I hope you're enjoying them. Please tell a friend. You can write me, lentillum.com, and let me know what you think about it. And as soon as we get the phone lines in, I'll give out numbers. We'll start calling. It'll be a real show. But in the meantime, stick with me. You'll get your Lentillum fix. I guarantee that. And we got some good stuff for you. So um, let's start this show. Hey, Bonnie in Willows, Len Tillum, what are you calling a lawyer for? Oh, hello, Len. Thank you so much for taking my call. I appreciate that. I had a very traumatic incident happen on my property on Monday evening. What happened? Well, I was kind of doing some chores, and I had my garage door open, and I had another door that opened into my front yard. My whole front yard is enclosed with a fence. Mm -hmm. And I heard a commotion, and something hit the side of my house, and I went, oh, what's that? So I opened up my front front, uh, door, have a, a screen door, and I opened it up, and there were three dogs. Chewing on a cat. Pit bulls. Uh, I they I they look like pit bulls to me. Yeah, pit bulls will go onto somebody else's and kill a cat. Pit. There wasn't you know golden didn't retrievers. Even, didn't take them a second. Yeah, I, I mean, how'd they get into your yard? I still don't understand. Well, I had the garage door open because I was doing chores, and I had the side door open that goes to my front yard. And the cat, was it your cat? It was actually a neighbor's cat. I, I do have cats as well. Uh-huh. My neighbor's cat had come onto my property. Your neighbor's cat comes and sits in your grass and suns on your property. It's nice to watch another cat in your backyard, right? Well, yeah. Nothing wrong with that. So, all right. So, did you call animal? Do you know whose pit bulls they are? Um, yeah, my name. Actually, I was terrified. Absolutely terrified. Yeah, they could have chewed you up into yeah. little pieces. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They and, were, and, you know, one animal's okay. On you them. get a bunch of them. They become like a pack. There so, was a pack, and they were... Well, wait a minute. What did you do after you saw these three dogs kill the cat? Um, well, my neighbors, I have two neighbors across the street, and I yelled at one of them to please call the, the uh, police, and I assumed that they did. And I came in the house for a moment to get something, and I went back out, and I was screaming. And my other neighbors right across the street from me came over with a baseball bat, and chase the dogs somehow out of my front yard. Whose dogs are they? Well, I don't know the name of the owners. Did you call animal control? Yes, I do have a police report in front of me, and I just know where they live. I do not have a name. And have the dogs been taken in by the county to see if they're rabbit or something like that, or nothing? No, nothing. They drove them home. They drove the dogs home? Yes. They probably gave him a milk bone, you know, a stupid animal control. So well, why are you... The animal control wasn't there. It was really the police department. Okay, so why are you calling me? Well, I'm just curious as to, is anybody ever liable for anything like that when their dogs get out? You, you live in Willows, right? Yes. What county is that? Glenn. Okay, every county makes its own rules regarding potentially dangerous or vicious animals. Mm-hmm. Last week, somebody called from Santa Clara County, 
And there, the dogs have to have three incidents within 36 months to be declared potentially dangerous. Mm-hmm. So you cannot force the county to have these dogs rounded up and no. destroyed. I know. Um, you could sue the owners for creating a nuisance, you mm-hmm. know, and, and negligent infliction of emotional distress. Um, you, you you can't get an order requiring them to get rid of the dogs unless you spend a lot of money and sue in superior court. But you can sue in small claims court. But how do I say this? Dogs chase cats. That's what they right. do. They're dogs. Right. And... Um, I don't know. In, in Glen County, it may be up there where you live that one mauled cat isn't enough to put down three dogs. See what animal control does. Right. The owner of the cat, you know who owns the cat? Yes, I do. The owner of the cat can sue the dog owners, mm-hmm. you know, um, because they didn't keep negligence. They didn't keep the dog owners secured within their property. So sue them, you can sue them in small claims court just to bug them a little. Maybe they'll start chaining up their pit bulls a little more. Right. You got that? I got that. Yeah, I'm Thank sorry you. there's not more, okay? Thank you so much. Not bad once you get a hang of it. Yes, the calls are not exactly fresh. We've done them before, but you don't remember them. I've been doing radio for 20 years. We have called these calls out. Stick with me. Enjoy the show, and I promise real soon we'll be doing live calls. Let's do another one. Julie in San Francisco. What are you calling a lawyer for, Julie? Hey, Lynn, I don't think all lawyers are... Uh created equal. What's going on? You had a bad experience, huh? Yeah, I, I didn't know it could happen. I went to a lawyer because I lost my job. I've been out of my job for two years, and I was unable to pay some credit card debt. And the creditors finally filed against me in court, and I had received four letters saying that there were four suits against me. I went to a bankruptcy lawyer and told her I wanted to declare bankruptcy, and she said, well, I'm going to go ahead and talk to these creditors, and you get your paperwork together, and we'll, we'll do it all. And I got very sick thereafter, and when I went to follow up with her, she said, well, three of the creditors have dismissed, and it's okay. Uh, I have an appointment for the fourth, and we will get that dismissed, too. This is around Thanksgiving of last year. I went. You, you mean dismissed without file bankruptcy? Without filing bankruptcy? Yeah, without doing anything. Just they dismissed it because it was obvious that they were not going to collect a penny. Right. Other, you know, and they dropped their claims. They recognize you can't get is blood. That what it's called? Yeah. yeah. You know, they dropped their claims. You can't get blood from a turnip. You know. Yeah. And so I'm a turnip at the moment. You got no no blood. Yeah. So what's going on? No blood. So um, I called her, or I sent an email to her last week and said, hey, what's going on? It's, you know, we're, we're in the spring and I haven't heard anything on the fourth case and I haven't signed any paperwork for the bankruptcy. What's going on? And she didn't answer me via email, which was kind of unusual. I realize now she probably didn't want to put it on paper, but she called me and said, oh, I just found out yesterday that the fourth creditor uh, went to court. I happened to be in court, and I heard the judge say that this creditor had been found, they found in favor of the creditor against, and then they used my name. And she said, I, I picked that up and realized, oh my gosh, you know, somehow that slipped through the cracks. So, so wait, wait a second. That creditor, that credit card company, the fourth, the fourth creditor sued you for $5,000, right? Exactly, yes. Now, that was money you owed. Yes, it was. Yes. And I was assuming it would go into the bankruptcy because I don't have any money to pay it now. Right. So it's not like the lawyer is responsible for that $5,000 judgment against you because you were going to lose the case anyway. 
if you would have gone but to court, she won the other three cases. She got them dismissed and did a really yes. good job for you. But the th- yeah. the fourth one wasn't willing. They didn't have to dismiss it. Are you saying it's the lawyer's fault? You owe five thousand. The lawyer told me it was her fault. She said, "I know I could probably lose my license over this." She no, she. You don't lose your license. You, lawyers, people make mistakes. You don't lose your license over this. You know it's malpractice. But follow me on this. Okay. I still, you know, and I don't defend lawyers all the time, but. If the lawyer said, okay, gee, Julie, I'm sorry, it's my fault. Did you say, all right, then you pay the $5,000 judgment against me? Did you say that to her? No, yeah, what I asked her was, was there some way to reverse the judgment um, and move forward? And she said, I could petition the judge because it's my fault. No, I no, forgot the yeah, wait, 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 Julie, listen to me. Mm-hmm. All she's going to do. It, it, did the lawyer say to you she would file an answer to that complaint and didn't? See, yes. you you were served and she didn't file an answer. That's correct. Okay, so if she petitions the court, it's going to take a lot of time and effort on her part. The judgment will be set aside, maybe. There's no guarantee. But then the case will start over again and you will still lose. Okay. You, you got that? So what the, you... The, the judge didn't find that because there was no representation of me. Is, is it's the, called a default judgment. In other words... They serve papers on you. You have 30 days after you get papers served to file an answer in court. You didn't file an answer because you said the, you thought the lawyer would take care of it. That's reasonable, valid. The lawyer screwed up. But even if the lawyer goes to court to get the judgment set aside and says it was my mistake, not the client's, the bank will still sue you. It doesn't dismiss it, and you'll lose anyway. So here's what you do. Here's what here's what You say to the lawyer, look. The only reason I would have had to file bankruptcy was with this $5,000 judgment, was was with the four $5,000 judgments. You got three thrown out, so there's only one, right? There's only one left. Right. So ask if she'll help you. you And the other point is, see if she can stall it. I I don't know. You don't have a great case against the lawyer. Maybe the lawyer will help you file bankruptcy. But to file bankruptcy over $5,000, it's just... is that much money? Are you going to file bankruptcy over just five thousand dollars? Well, no, that was what I, I it, talk to the lawyer, see if she can help you play on her guilt a little bit. But okay, even if she gets the, the judgment right set, even if she gets the judgment set aside, they're still going to come after you, and you're not going to get rid of it. You got it? Got it. Okay. okay. Good luck to you. Good luck to you there. Ugh, not good to be so broke you can't even make a payment like that. Yeah, and the lawyer did screw it up, but um, who knows? Anyway, we got another one coming for you right now. Here it is. Jack in Los Gatos, Len Tillum. What are you calling a lawyer yeah. for, Jack? Uh, for uh, tenant rights, uh, landlords violating tenants' rights. Are you the landlord or the tenant? I'm the tenant. What's going on? Well, we asked him to uh, fix something in the kitchen, and he goes into the bathroom. And when he goes into the bathroom, he notices there uh, in the shower, he has to look into the shower to see. He has to slide the glass door to see that there's a, a caddy there. What's a uh, caddy? I don't understand. What, what do you mean? Well, a... you, hang, you hang your soaps, uh, you, you hang your soap, your wash brush, your washcloth, whatever, in this caddy that hangs over the uh, shower uh, pipe, uh, uh, you know, over your shower. Yeah, what do he say about uh, that? Well, he, don't want, he, he, he doesn't want it there. He's telling us to, to, to get it out of there, and we're saying no way. And, and he said, well, I've got a marble... Uh, uh, a marble shower, and I don't want. And the caddy is destructive to to my marble shower. 
So, so what, what you're complaining about is you got a nosy landlord, right? Yes, he's okay. very nosy, and he went into rooms that he was not authorized to go into. Wait, listen and, to me, Jack. And, I got and, it. Hold on, I, hold on. The story is even further. Let me tell you this: uh, we live in four units. It's uh, we live upstairs, and downstairs the guy moved out. We we talked to the, the 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 other other tenant. There's there's only three tenants in this four unit building, and um, the the uh, their tenant number. Uh, uh, in uh, apartment number one, moved out. Tenant number two... Jack, tell me it. You're going to talk for two days. I'm going to shut you up. Okay. Tell, Get to the point. I don't want to hear this whole story. It's everybody's, boring. Everybody's, everybody wants to move out of the building uh, per the landlord's... Um, um, Nosiness. Right. Okay. Period. So I'm thinking class action lawsuit. We so all get a, together yeah. and we go get an attorney and we sue him. Sue, sue him for what? One, two, three. Sue him for what? for whatever our rights are. That a, we a landlord for. has the right I'm to... telling you to ask what the rights are. What I'm rights telling are. you, if, if you would shut up for a second and let me talk. Give me a right to talk. You are a talky son of a bitch. Shut up a second. <laughs> All right, thank you. Your wife tells you that too. Listen, yeah. come to terms with it or move out. Your landlord has the right to inspect the property. He's got to give you a 24 hours notice. He can't come any times he wants. If he does that, you can sue him. But he was in the apartment. He took a look. You know, if a landlord gives you notice, he can come and look around in your bedroom. Um, you don't have a case. This is not. There was no notice. Uh, there was no notice Jack, he didn't give them notice. He Jack, around, so Jack, we didn't approve that. Okay, Jack. How much are your damages? How much are you going to sue for? A million dollars? How much is it oh, worth that he stuck well, his uh, nose into your bathroom? It's $2, not five hundred dollars. Twenty five hundred dollars. Sue him in small claims court. Sue him in small claims court. You're not going to get a lawyer to take this case. It's a lousy case, Jack. That's what I'm saying. It's a lousy case. So it's a gamble to go to court. Whether the, the Do you want to move out? Rent. Do you have a lease? Do you have a written lease? Yeah. You got a written lease? No, no, it's month to month. Then terminate the lease. Give him 30 days notice. Hope you'll get your security pack. Move out and then sue him in small claims court for the cost to move because he forced you to move. I think you're going to lose. You're never going to find a lawyer to take this on a, on a class action just because you got three people. It's, there's not a lot of money here. There's not a lot of damages. And you're making this into the Supreme Court case because you're talking to yourself so much. Forget well, I don't it. Want, I don't, don't want to make a, a lawyer rich. I want to get what I want to get, even if i got to take him to court myself. But take him to small claims court. You'll do fabulous. Maybe. I doubt it. I got to tell you about Jack. I, I often say to people, gee, and I'm going to say this and you're going to say, oh, really? Why? I'll help you do it. Gee, I wish I had 5,000 clients like Jack. Oh, really? Why? Because I got 10,000 clients like Jack. You know, they can make you crazy, all these people who think they know that stuff. So how is this? How is this podcast working for you out there? What are you thinking about it? I think it's working out okay. And when I get my phone lines in, It'll be even better. Stick around and tell a friend, will you? And send me an email, lentillum.com. I want to know what you think about this. Let's do another one. Felix in San Francisco. What are you calling a lawyer for, Felix? Yes, uh, thanks for taking my call. I have a situation. I have a court hearing tomorrow. Uh, I'm a private duty nurse, and I was doing an uh, emergency blood draw on one of my patients, and I was supposed to deliver a blood sample to the lab that was located approximately two to three blocks away from the patient's residence. And I got pulled over by the police officer, basically, for the unsafe lane change. No, no, wait, 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 wait. You were driving a blood sample in for testing, right? 
Yes, that's correct. And you were pulled over by the cops for an unsafe lane change. First of all, what's the fire? Why were you rushing? I understand. It sounds like you were in a rush to do this. What's, what's the hurry? Well, the problem is that I was drawing what's called pick and trough, which is I had to establish the, uh, the pick level of medicine within the patient's blood, and I had a 10-minute time frame to deliver the blood sample from the patient's home to the, to the laboratory. There is unfortunately no other way to do it because the patient is receiving his medication at home, and, uh, labor- and so he cannot get the medication in the laboratory. So the only way for me to do it is to get the medication out of the patient's home and drive it straight to the lab in order to get it processed. It's usually done in the hospital, but this patient is not hospital-bound. He's a home-bound, and this was one of those emergency blood draws. That so when the cop stopped you, did you explain that to him? I did explain it to him. I also showed him the blood sample that I was right next to me. And he still and gave I you said, a ticket. And I said, listen, I don't care if you give me a ticket or not. Can you just escort me for like three blocks so I can drop off my sample and then you can write me whatever you want to write me? Because this is very vital to the patient's health. And what the and cop he do? Did, he didn't do it. He basically stood there, took his time, wrote me a ticket, and basically said, you sign here, I'll see you, you know, and then that's it. Okay. And I said, this, this is a very heartless thing for you to do. And... Did you have to go take more blood because you missed the 10-minute you know, window? Well, no. The, the problem is that I don't even know if this lab result was accurate. So I took, it, I took the lab to the laboratory. I called the physician. I've explained the situation. He wrote me a letter, a lengthy letter that I was supposed to show to the court and basically explaining that the, you know, what I was doing was in the midst of urgent procedure and they had to bring this lab sample within the... And the trial on the ticket is tomorrow, right? That's correct. Okay, let me tell you how to do this, because you're going for the sympathy, sympathy of the judge. If you get lucky, you'll get the judge's sympathy. Do not go in there and act or pretend like you had a legal right to drive the way you did. You understand? You weren't driving an ambulance. You were not in an emergency vehicle. Um, so you didn't really have a right to speed or change lanes illegally. If you got there late, the worst thing you'd have to do is go back and get another blood sample. But if you go into court acting like you had a right to drive like a lunatic, you're going to lose. Um, well, I wasn't, I wasn't driving like a lunatic. I was basically at the sitting at the stoplight, and the cop was right behind me. Yeah. And there was no cars there was next did to me. Did you make an illegal lane? Wait, wait, Felix. Did you make an illegal lane change, yes or no? I did make a legal lane change, but the problem was that they, I've not endangered anybody. Okay, so and wait, wait, I got it. Listen to me, please. When you go to court, say, Your Honor, don't deny you made the illegal. If the cop shows up, say, Your Honor, I did make the change. Um, express the concern you were worried about your patient, not that you had a right to do it. Show the judge the letter from the doctor. And maybe the judge will give you a warning. You're going to win this case on sympathy, and that's all. Not on the right to make a lane change because you had the blood. You could win if the judge gives you a warning, but don't go in there acting like, you know, this automatically has to be dismissed. You go in there humble. You were doing a good job trying to save somebody's life, stuff like that. You got it, Felix? Well, I have a second question, if you don't mind, really quick. Go ahead. Do I have have any recourse against the cop? For what? For what? for uh, you're still for thinking you, you you're still thinking you know you're Florence Nightingale and you can do whatever you want. No, I don't think I'm a Florence Nightingale, but there's a common sense involved here. Forget there's common sense. 
Forget it. There is, there is an emergency, emergency situation. Felix, you're telling me the same stupid story for the third time. Stop. To- I, I don't want, you know, that's why I get grumpy. Because I tell you something. I want to move the show along. And you think everybody wants to hear your damn stupid story six times. Stop in tuchus with your story. That's what I'm telling you. And because I'm on the internet, I can tell you what shtup and tuchis means. Shtup and tuchis is a great Yiddish expression. I learned it from my grandfather. It means stick it up your ass. That's what that means. Practice it right now. This is the internet. America. Shtup in tuchis. Next time your significant other asks you to do something, you can say, you know, it sounds crude. You say, stick it up your ass. You sound like Tony Soprano talking to somebody. Shtup and tuchis, you sound like a cultured New Yorker. That's the goal. Kathy in Oakland, Len Tillum. How come you're calling a lawyer, Kathy? Hi, Kat. <laughs> Don't Len. be nervous. I'll be. I'm usually nicer to women. What's going on, Kathy? Thank you for your help. All right. Um, my mom's husband just died and was in a hospice hospital for five to six months before his death, and he was on Medicare. Um, all my mother has in is her house, which is paid off, and less than. A thousand dollars a month for Social Security. So okay. um, I heard you before say something about there's some legal form or something that you can use. To you're pay. worried about a lien on the home for Medi-Cal, right? Uh, Medicare. Well, no, no. Let's go through it. Okay, this is a big difference. Your father was in a hospital, right? Uh, my mother's husband, yes, who's in the hosp- hospice hospital. Okay, Medicare pays for all of that. Is that correct? Medicare, I believe, yes. Anything Medicare pays for is health insurance. There's no recovery against the home on that. Medicare, you pay into Social Security, you get health insurance. There's no backs. It's not Medicare. Oh. It's Medical. M E D I C A L. Okay. Medical covers things that Medicare doesn't, or. Did your father need help getting in and out of bed, going to the bathroom, that kind of custodian? Well, you got to check. If he was on Medi-Cal and he owned half the home when he died, half of the home will be subject to a Medi-Cal estate claim after your mother dies, if she owns the home when she dies. See, people get confused. You have to M-E-D-I hyphen C-A-L. Medicare pays for skilled nursing, doctors, hospitals. Medi-Cal pays for going to the bathroom. Was he in a nursing home or in a hospital? Um, you ask was, your mother, was he on Medi-Cal? Sure. If he was on he was Medi-Cal... On, well, I don't think he was on Medi-Cal. I think he was just on Medicare. If he was on Medicare, you don't have to worry about it. There's no okay. recovery. There's no estate claim after your mother dies. If he was on Medi-Cal... She should take the property and shelter it for Medi-Cal claims. She can put it, we do them, into an irrevocable trust that'll give her the right to live in the home for the rest of her life and extinguish Medi-Cal's right to recover from the home when she dies. Also... She couldn't sell it? She could sell it and put the money... Yeah, she can sell it. She can do whatever she wants. Um, Kathy, your mother should review her will or trust. She may have a trust that says, you know, everything is going to her kids and his kids. I guarantee now that he died that your old lady, the mother, will probably never see his kids again, and she may want to change her trust and leave it to his, her kids. She should review her estate plan, and she should, you should find out if he was on Medi-Cal. If he was on Medi-Cal, you go to my webpage, lentillum.com, look for irrevocable trusts. Okay. There's articles there. If she was just on Medicare, don't worry about it. Everything will be fine, okay? Okay, great. God bless your heart. Thank, Thank you. you. So I, I've got this article I do. It's, it's in a bunch of newspapers. It's called Elder Advocate. I do it with Rosie McNichol, a lawyer in my office. 
it deals with senior legal issues and, and Medicare, Medi-Cal, who gets what when you die. It's all there. It's at my webpage, lentillum.com. Anyway, good show today. Zips right through. Goes fast when there's no commercials. Come back tomorrow. And you can go to iTunes and subscribe, and they'll send you the show every day. You don't even have to push any buttons. Please do remember, give me a rating on um, iTunes. Click those five stars. I'd love a good rating. It'll get us more notice. More notice means more calls, means more weirdos, a better show. Thank you. Be with you tomorrow.